Yes, friend. We are back. We are. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be back. Yes. Uh, We are on Judges. We're finishing up Judges today. Yes. Anything you wanted to chat about before we get started? No, the rain came. Oh, is that what that's called? Water from the sky? Yes. Because we're just not very familiar with it here. Yes. It was great. We, it so was. We had a couple hours of rain this morning. Oh, it was good for the wildfires, good yes. for the, our air. It sure was. It was great. It was wonderful. How about you? you have anything to chat about? Do I have anything to chat about? No, not today. Not hmm. today. Everything's going good. We're coming up on, well, we're in my favorite time of the year. Yes. I love it. October through about Valentine's Day. That's my favorite time of of the year. Yep. Uh, Decorate for Halloween and then, you know, have uh, Thanksgiving at the house and then Christmas. I love it. New Year's. It's just, I love it. And the weather's cool. The whole bit. Yeah. It's just the best time of year. It is. It is. I love it. We're not sweating. No, thank goodness. I'm done. I'm Me too. done with these hot summers. We got a lot more to go. It gets down to like 70, and I'm like, oh, burr. <laughs> I've got my jacket on now. I'm like, we oh, do. It's oh. chilly, friend. It is. <laughs> Funny, huh? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, before we get started, do you want to yes. say a prayer? Sure. All right. All right. Lord, I know you're with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I'm studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study your word and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Okay, so we are finishing up Judges, but let's let's do a recap of Judges chapters 6 through 12. Okay. Uh, now Gideon and his 300 warriors captured the kings of Midian, killed them both, and took royal ornaments from their camels. And he also made an ephod from the 43 pounds worth of gold earrings from his men. Uh, Gideon's son Abimelech had all his stepbrothers murdered so he could take his father's place. All but one of the brothers uh, had died. People from Shechem turned against Abimelech. And if you remember, the large stone was dropped down on his head. But he had one of his soldiers kill him with his sword. Where is it? Jep- Jephthah? Right. Jephthah? Him. His family disliked him because his mother was a prostitute, but they needed him because he was a great warrior. And then he had made a deal with the Lord, which ended up costing his daughter's life. Yeah. Very sad. It really was. And boy, do we have some crazy and sad stories coming up. Oh. In Judges. I know. Gosh. Okay, anything else that you wanted to recap before we move on? No, I'm good. Okay. So moving on to chapter 13. We hit that cycle again where the Israelites did evil in the Lord's eyes. And he gave them over to the Philistines for 40 years. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to Samson's mother, who was unable to have children, and the Lord let her know the following, that she would become pregnant with a son, uh, to never cut his hair, and he also gave her a few, like, health advisories. Yes. Now, uh, in Judges chapter 13, 5, in part, for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. Now, did you have any notes for that area, for that part? Um, Samson was to be a Nazarite, a person who took a vow to be set apart for God's service. Samson's parents made the vow for him. A Nazarite vow was some, sometimes temporary, but in Samson's case, case, it was for life. As a Nazarite, Samson could not cut his hair, touch a dead body, or drink anything containing alcohol. Although Samson often used poor judgment and sinned terribly, he accomplished much when he determined, when he determined to be set apart for God. In this way, he was like the nation Israel. As long as the Israelites remained set apart for God, the nation thrived. But when they ignored God, they fell into terrible sin. Boy, this whole book is just about that. I no kidding. It God. really is. Um, the angel of the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more for no, that part? I that's just cut it. right in front no, of you. That's it. The angel of the Lord visited a second time, and both of Samson's parents were present. They offered a young goat as a sacrifice to the Lord, and they asked the angel's name. And if you wouldn't mind reading uh, verses 18 through 20, please. Why do you ask my name, the angel of the Lord replied. It is too wonderful for you to understand. Then Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered it on a rock as a sacrifice to the Lord. And as Manoah and his wife watched, the Lord did an amazing thing. As the flames from the altar shot up toward the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended in the fire. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell with their faces to the ground. Can you imagine that? Oh. There's so much going on in just those verses. I know. I mean, the angel, first of all, the angel of the Lord was there. Yeah. And then just to say, the name's like the name is just too wonderful. Too precious. It's yeah. too precious. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Did you have uh, any more notes for chapter 13? I did. On, on 1318, why did the angel keep his name a secret? In those days, people believed that if they knew someone's name, they knew his character and how to control him. By not giving his name, the angel was not allowing himself to be controlled by Manoah. He was also saying that the, his name was a mystery beyond understanding and too wonderful to imagine. Manoah asked the angel for an answer that he wouldn't have understood. Sometimes we ask God questions and then receive no answer. This may not be because God is saying no. We may have asked for knowledge and beyond our ability to understand or accept. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else for chapter 13? Um, the grain offering was offered to God as a sign of honor, respect, and worship. It was an acknowledgment that because the Israelites' food came from God, they owed their lives to him. When the grain offering, With the grain offering, Manoah showed his desire to serve God and demonstrate his respect. Hmm. 
it. I had one other note uh, regarding verse 25. Perhaps there are things that stir your heart. These may indicate areas where God wants to use you. God uses a variety of means to develop and prepare us. Hereditary traits, environmental influences, and personal experiences. As with Samson, this preparation often begins long before adulthood. Work at being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and the tasks God has prepared for you. You, Your past may be more useful to you than you imagine. Yeah. I love that entire note. I did too. Because it's true. You may think, oh my gosh, like this is where I grew up or these are who my parents were or this is what my situation is. But all of that can work to your advantage. Yes. For sure. Yeah. He makes all things to his name, good to his name, you know? You know, and when it said work at being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and the tasks God has prepared for you, that it's, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight, but... If you if you just let it. Yes, that's it. Let it let it happen. Mm-hmm. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. It's very good. Okay, so moving on to chapter fourteen. Time had passed and Samson found himself attracted to a Philistine woman, and once he was home he told his parents to get her for him because he wanted to marry her. And his folks weren't pleased with the choice of a pagan girl. Mm. Uh, any notes for there? Samson's parents objected his marrying the Philistine woman for several reasons. It was against God's law. A stark example of what happened when the Israelites married pagans is in Judges verses, uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. The Philistines were Israel's greatest enemies. Marriage to a hated Philistine would be a disgrace to Samson's family. But Samson's father gave in to Samson's demand and allowed the marriage, even though he had the right to refuse his son. And then, you know, late, later in the in the um, in the chapter, the spirit of the Lord had come upon Samson when he ripped the lion's jaw apart with his bare hands. Mm. And it had said there that the the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. And it refers to this unusual physical strength given him by the Spirit of the Lord. Samson did not seem to be affected in any way other than increased physical strength. There are times in Samson's story where you, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, but he did horrible things. Yeah. It's just curious. Yeah, it is. But it was for a reason, for the yeah. purpose of his name. Good, you know. Yeah. It had to happen that way. Um, you know, then we come to Samson's riddle regarding the honey that he and his parents ate. And Samson presented the riddle to the 30 men who were to be his wedding companions. And the winners would receive 30 fine linen clothes and sets of festive clothing. They couldn't figure out the riddle, so they hounded Samson's bride-to-be for the answer. And he finally told her out of frustration because she just kept nagging. Okay. And so Samson obtained the 30 robes by going into town and killing 30 men and then robbing them of their garments, which is, that's horrible. Yeah. And the spirit of the Lord was upon Samson during this massacre. 
Afterwards, Samson was so mad he went back home with his parents and his bride-to-be was given to his best man. So this is like just one glimpse of how maybe he wasn't a good dude. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more notes for 14? Samson impulsively used the special gift God given gave him for selfish purposes. Today, God distributes abilities and skills throughout the church. The Apostle Paul states that these gifts are to be used to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. To use these abilities for selfish purposes is strength, is to rob the church and fellow believers of strength. As you use the gifts God has given you, be sure you are helping others, not just yourself. Mm. So chapter 15, Samson was under the impression he was married to the Philistine woman, but quickly found out he was not from her father, and Samson was super mad. In Judges chapter 15, verses 4 through 5, Then he went out and caught 300 foxes. He tied their tails together in pairs, and he fastened a torch to each pair of tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the grain fields of the Philistines. He burned all their grain to the ground, including the sheaves and the uncut grain. He also destroyed their vineyards and olive groves. My goodness. I know, terrible. Uh, Samson hid while the people of Judah were punished for his deeds by the Philistines. The people of Judah found Samson and turned him over to the Philistines, but the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson once again, and he was able to break his restraints. He, Samson found the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand Philistines with it. And the Lord also provided water for Samson because he was extremely thirsty after his battle. And it, Samson judged Israel for 20 years. Do you have anything for chapter 15? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have Samson's reply in Judges 15.11 tells this story of this chapter. I only did to them what they did to me. Revenge is an uncontrollable monster. Each act in retaliation brings another. To revenge, The revenge cycle can be halted only by forgiveness. And then I have... Um, the Lord's strength came upon Samson, but he was proud and boasted only of his own strength. With the jawbone of a donkey, I've killed a thousand men. Pride can cause us to take credit credit for work we've done only because of God's strength. Is, um, is that it? Yes. Okay. So chapter 16. This brings us the story of Samson and Delilah, who was a treacherous woman. Yes who was paid by the Philistines to discover what made Samson weak. I remember us talking about this before. Now, for some reason in my head, before I read the story, I was like, oh, Samson and Delilah, they're so great. Like, yeah. in my head, I just had this feeling that, oh, oh. no. No. Delilah's a nightmare. Yeah. You're naughty, girl. <laughs> um... So, and Samson kept messing with her, knowing she was trying to set him up. Yeah. But he still loved her. Aye. And then after continuous nagging, he finally divulged his secret to Delilah, and the shirt enough, the Philistines were waiting, and they cut Samson's hair. The Lord had left him, and his strength was gone. And then the Philistines gouged out his eyes and put him in prison. 
And Delilah's never mentioned again in the Bible. No. That's just what she did. That was it. Yeah, what do you have for chapter 16? The Philistines were ruled by five rulers, not just one. Each ruler ruled from a different city. Ashdod, Ashkelon, Ekron, Gath, or Gaza. Each of these cities was an important center for the trade and commerce. Given Delilah's character, it is little wonder that she betrayed Samson when these rich and powerful men paid her a personal visit. Samson was deceived because he wanted to believe Delilah's lies. Although he could strangle a lion, he could not smother a burning lust and see Delilah for who she really was. How can you keep your desire for love and sexual pleasure from deceiving you? One, you must decide what kind of person you will be you will love before the passion takes over. Determine whether a person's character and faith in God are as desirable as a physical appearance. Two, because most of the time you spend with your spouse will not involve sex, your companion's personality, temperament, and commitment to solve problems must be as gratifying as the kisses. Three, be patient. Time and observation often reveal what is beneath the pleasant appearance and attentive touch. You know, the... Those are so true. Mm-hmm. I mean... No kidding. The looks and all that, that yeah. only goes so far. No kidding. <laughs> when you are having those kids or something, and you need a helper, those looks aren't going nowhere. Mm. They're not changing a diaper. <laughs> or picking up barf. No. Uh-uh. No. You've got to uh-huh. you got to look at their heart. Yeah, you know who who are they? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Believe us. Believe us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just thinking of I don't. I'm just thinking of the the stinky diapers, and then when you get the diaper open, and sometimes they just let loose. Oh yeah. My husband couldn't have handled that. He, he couldn't handle it? Well, if they would have pooped while he was changing it, he probably would have had to call me. Oh, really? Okay. It's a doozy. When that happens for the first time, you're like, what is going on? Uh-huh. What's happening here? Yeah. Let's whip this back on for a moment. Yeah, let's let's cover this up so it finishes. Yeah. <sighs> I remember some of the first times I uh, changed the boy's diaper and I just wasn't paying attention and uh and it was summertime and I'm like boy this kid's sweating a lot what's going on so yeah. I kept changing I'm like wait a minute this isn't normal yeah I didn't bother to point it down oh so it was just going straight up into his shirt yeah little oh yeah little peepees yeah <laughs> little peepees you learn quick you do We learn. No, you have... Parents don't have the answers. No. No. All right. Well, that was a great talk. It sure was. So right before Samson was to uh, perform for the Philistines, he prayed. And if you wouldn't mind reading uh, verses 28 through 30. Sure thing. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. 
With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than when he, than he had during his entire lifetime. Mm, wow. Uh, how about notes for chapter 16? Let's see. Samson, the mighty warrior, became a slave. Rather than kill him, the Philistines preferred to humiliate him by gouging out his eyes and making him grind grain. Samson now had plenty of time to wonder, wonder if Delilah's charms were worth spending the rest of his life in humiliation. Although God did not completely abandon Samson, he allowed Samson's decision to stand around the consequences of all his decisions followed naturally. We may choose to be close to God or to go our own way, but there are consequences resulting from our choice. Samson didn't choose to be captured, but he chose to be with Delilah, and he could not escape the consequences of his decision. Blinded without strength, Samson was taken to Gaza where he would spend the rest of his short life. Gaza was one of the five capital cities of the Philistines. Known for its many wells, Gaza was a vital stop along a great caravan route that connected to Egypt to the South Aram connected Egypt to the south with Aram to the north. The Philistines probably showed off their prized captive, Samson, to many dignitaries passing through. Ironically, it was Gaza that Samson had earlier demonstrated his great strength by, uprooting the city gates. Now he was an example of weakness. Hmm. Did you have more notes for 16? Um, Anything else? In spite of Samson's past, God still answered his prayers and destroyed the pagan temple and worshipers. God still loved him. He was willing to hear Samson's prayer of confession and repentance and use his, him this final time. One of the effects of sin in our lives is to keep us from feeling like praying. But perfect moral behavior is not a condition for prayer. Do not let guilt feelings over sin keep you from your only means of restoration. No matter how long you have been away from God, He is ready to hear from you and restore you to a right relationship. Every situation can be salvaged if you are willing to turn again to Him. If God could still work in Samson's situation, He can certainly make something worthwhile out of yours. I love that. I do too. I highlighted that that whole section there because it's so true. Yes, isn't it? It's it, so good. It it sin shouldn't, you know, keep you from praying or have a closer relationship with God. Not at all. Uh-uh. And and I you know I it. It makes sense. You know, we feel maybe shameful or like, oh my gosh, like, I just can't. But just keep going. Just keep on, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep being in the Word and yes. Okay, so chapter 17, 
so this is the Israelites didn't have a judge during this time and they did whatever seemed right to them. Micah had stolen over a thousand pieces of silver from his mother and returned it when he heard she had placed a curse on the person who stole it. She was grateful and had a, a blacksmith create an idol in honor of her son out of silver. Oh. <laughs> How twisted is that? I know. I stole your silver. I'm only going to return it because you put a curse out. And now the mom's like, oh, son, here. Let me make an idol. <laughs> Uh, Micah set up a shrine for the idol and appointed one of his sons as his personal priest. He took in a traveling Levite who became a father figure to him and uh, and also his personal priest. Did you have anything for chapter 17? Yes. Micah and his mother seemed to be good and moral and may have sincerely desired to worship God, but they disobeyed God by following their own desires instead of doing what God wanted. The attitude they that prevailed in Micah's day was this. The people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. This is remarkably similar to today's prevailing attitudes. But God has given us standards. He has not left our conduct up to us and our options. We can avoid con- conforming to society's low standards by taking his commands seriously and applying them to life. Independence and self-reliance are positive traits, but only within the framework of God's standards. Boy, that's really, if not the main theme, one of the main themes is um, the people did whatever seemed right in their yeah. own eyes. And it, it didn't turn out good. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, anything else for chapter 17? Um, apparently, the Israelites are no longer support. Israelites no longer supported the priests and Levites with their tithes because so many of the people no longer worshipped God. The young Levite in this story probably left his home in Bethlehem because the money he had been receiving from the people there was not enough to live on. But Israel's moral decay affected even the priests and Levites. This man accepted money, idols, and position in a way that was inconsistent with God's law. While Micah revealed the religious downfall of individual Israelites, this priest illustrated the religious downfall of priests and Levites. That's, that's horrible. I so know. everything, there was just a major downfall. Yes. And you know, where did I have it? Oh, here. So it had been 300 years since the Israelites entered the promised land. So, we're, so at this point in Judges, at this point in time, it had been 300 years. Crazy. Gosh. I know. Awesome. Anything else? That's all I have. Okay, so chapter 18. Uh, the tribe of Dan wasn't pleased with the land that was assigned to them because several warriors traveled around to find a permanent spot for them. They came upon Micah's house, spent the night, and questioned the Levite what his business was. The Levite told them the Lord was with them on their journey. The warriors had their eyes on a nearby town to settle in, and many more warriors joined them on this quest. Um, Micah's idols and ephod were it was stolen by the five warriors, and the Levite priest happily went with the tribe of Dan. The warriors overtook the town of Laish. Is that how you say I that? Laish. Uh, with ease, because they were just a, they were peaceful, yeah. so they weren't going to really fight back or put up a fight. 
Um, did you have anything for Chapter 18? I do. Yeah. Um, the Danites had been assigned enough land to meet their needs, but because they had failed to trust God to help them conquer their territory, the Amorites forced them to, into the hill country and wouldn't let them settle in the plains. Rather than fight for their allotted territory, they preferred to look for new land in the north, where from the enemy, where resistance from the enemy wouldn't be so tough. It was while they were traveling north that some of their men passed Micah's home and stole some of his idols. Hmm. Micah had made lots of idols and hired a priest to run his personal religion. When the men of Dan took his idols and priests, nothing remained. What an empty spiritual condition. An idol is anything that takes God's place in a person's life. Some people invest all of their energy, money, success, possessions, or career into these idols. If they are taken away, only an empty shell is left. The only way to protect yourself against such loss is to invest your life in a living God whom you can never lose. And I have one more. Go for it. Um, there may be a tendency in your life to allow harmless habits to have their own small corners. But they can become dominant forces. The values, attitudes, and practices you have adopted from the world system can be exposed by applying the light of God's truth to them. Once you see them for what they are, you can begin to uproot them. Yes. Yep. And I think the way to... For, like to see that or to help apply that to your life, read your Bible, yeah. pray. And I think the combination of those, of those things start to open up your eyes. God will start to open up your eyes and your heart and, and just make things very apparent to you. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Because, because, you know, someone might be saying, okay, well that's all well and good, but how do I get there? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for chapter 18? No. Okay, chapter 19. Now, this is a horrible story. My gosh. So a man from the tribe of Levi brought in a woman to be his concubine. They got in a fight, and he sent uh, her back to her, to her home. And he eventually went to retrieve her. On their way back, they ended up in a town called Gib Gibeah. Gibeah? Mm-hmm. In the land of Benjamin. A man took them in knowing that it wouldn't be safe for them to be outside all night. Later that night, a group of troublemakers surrounded the man's house, demanded the male foreigner come outside so they can have sex with him. The man who took them in went outside, spoke to the folks, and then was willing to send out his virgin daughter ah. and the concubine instead. So he, he wanted to trade. Yeah. And the Levite... Just decided to push his concubine out the door so they could have at her. And they they raped her all night. Terrible. All night they did. And she collapsed at the front door when they finally let her go. And she died. She died. And the man from Levi picked up her, her body, threw it on his donkey, went home. And then once he was home, he cut up the body into 12 pieces and sent one piece to each tribe in Israel. What the heck? Terrible. It is terrible. 
chapter 19, verse 30, please. Everyone who saw it said, Such a horrible crime has not been committed in all the time since Israel left Egypt. The, think about it. What are we going to do? Who's going to speak up? Is that something they did back then? I don't think so. Because, like, look at how long it's been, 300 years? Yeah. I mean, I just know. If something horrific happened, I mean, they could send a messenger or something. I mean, it I would, would take think, a while, yeah. but it would be a way to get Terrible. word to the other tribes instead yeah. of sending up a piece of a hacked body. Terrible. Yikes. Um... Did you have some notes for chapter 19? Yes. What was the significance of this tragic story? When the Israelites' faith in God disintegrated, their unity as a nation also disintegrated. They could have taken complete possession of the land if they had obeyed God and trusted Him to keep His promises. But when they forgot him, they lost their purpose, and soon the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. When they stopped letting God lead them, they became no better than the evil people around them. When they made laws for their own benefit, they set standards far below God's. When you leave God out of your life, you may be shocked at what you are capable of doing. And, you know... In previous books, especially towards the beginning, you know, there was all over the place. People were praying to God. They were crying out to God. They were asking God, okay, what, what should I do? Mm-hmm. You know, now in Judges, I, I don't even think we've had that once. No. So it's just less and less and less and less. And less, yeah. They're getting away from it. Yeah. You know. um, anything else for 19? Yes. Having concubines was an an accepted part of Israelite society. Although this is not what God intended, a concubine had most of the duties but only some of the privileges of a wife. Although she was legally attached to one man, she and her children usually did not have the inherited rights of the legal wife and legitimate children. Her primary purpose was giving the man sexual pleasure, bearing additional children, and contributing more help to the household or estate. Concubines were often foreign prisoners of war, but they could also be Israelites and was probably the case of this story. So that was just part of their culture. Yeah. And I have one more. Yeah, go Um, for it. Whenever we get away from God and his word, all sorts of evil can follow. Our drifting away from God may be slow and almost imperceptible, with the ultimate results affecting a future generation. We must continually call people back to God and work toward the establishment of God's moral and spiritual reign in the heart of every person. Hmm. Okay, and... Anything else for 19? All right, chapter 20. Israel united when they learned what happened, ready to attack the town of Gibeah for this atrocity. And the people of Benjamin didn't take this news lying down and were ready to battle. Uh, The Israelites prayed to God for guidance. This might be one of the first times in Judges that people are now praying to God for guidance. Yes. 
Okay, so Judges chapter 20, verse 23. For they had gone up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord until evening. They had asked the Lord, should we fight against our relatives from Benjamin again? And the Lord had said, go out and fight against them. I guess that would be very difficult because they they were one people. Yeah. You're fighting family. You are. I mean, you started out as family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the Israelites were not victorious the first days of the battle. It wasn't until all the Israelites wept in the presence of the Lord, fasted, brought burnt and peace offerings that God handed them the victory. Over 25,000 of Benjamin's warriors died. Um, anything for chapter 20? I have, um, by covering their kinsmen, the entire tribe of Benjamin sank to a level of immorality as low as that of the criminals. Though this act, we can we get a glimpse of how thoroughly the nation's moral fabric had unraveled. The time period of the judges ends in a bloody civil war that sets the stage for the spiritual renewal that to come under Samuel. This is the only place in Judges where the Ark of the Covenant is mentioned. This probably indicates how seldom the people consulted God. Mm. Perhaps the high priest was also the high priest under Joshua. The reference to Phineas as high priest and the location of the tabernacle in Bethel instead of Shiloh may indicate that the events of this story occurred during the early years of Judges. So it sounds like the Ark of the Covenant just wasn't prominent in their lives during this time, huh? They didn't ever go and talk to him. Mm. And you know that's where he was, his presence. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What a change. Yeah. You know, going from when we were huh. when we were learning about all the intricate details this is how it was made yeah. this is exactly the dimensions this is how you were to approach it only the 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 high priest could go in you know like once a year and everything everything was so and now 300 years later nothing nothing, nothing. Bad one more. Yeah, please. To prevent unresolved problems from turning into major conflicts, firm action must be taken quickly, wisely, and forcibly before a situation gets out of hand. That's just like, you know, say that you're raising your children or you're, you know, you and your, you've decided, okay, we're not going to have, we're not going to drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, we're going to have a party. And Jim and his wife just like to drink. So in order to make them comfortable, let's just have liquor at our house. Mm-hmm. But we don't believe in that. No, well, let's just do that. Like, if you let a little bit in... Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Then, okay, well, we're going to make that okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, oh, well, you know, when, when we had that there, so-and-so-and-so-and-so enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Like, once you let a little bit of something in, Mm -hmm. just like anything, like your kids watch G or PG, if that's your thing. Now, that might not be somebody's thing. Some might let them watch anything or whatever. Everyone's different. Right. Whatever your thing is, and if you let a little bit of it in, then it just goes. Mm -hmm. Gets bigger and becomes the whole thing. And we've all done it. 
Oh, we all still do it. Yeah. That, you know. that hasn't changed. Oh, no. But there's some things that we have to really be sure that we do not falter on. Mm-hmm. Like the foundational beliefs and foundational things we should never mess with. Mm-hmm. Such as? Such as the gospel. Mm-hmm. There's no messing around with that. No, there's no picking and choosing. No. The gospel as it's written, it is what it is. And some people get some people won't only hear the nice little tenderness huh. and believe there is no hell. There is a hell. Yeah. I mean, that's how I believe. Now, that's me. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's be real about it. We're believing that there is heaven. We're believing that God and Jesus, Holy Trinity, it's all there. Okay. If there's a heaven, there's going to be a hell. Yes. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's not just going to be heaven and and butterflies and kisses. I agree with you, Robin. There is a hell. Yeah. Um, You know, so you're exactly right. Like, you can't mess with certain things. That's it. Are we human? Are we going to make mistakes? Yes. But there's, there's... Things that are not, can't, there's no if, ands, or buts is what I'm saying. You know. Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. when That little thing right there, I, I wanted to make that comment because there's just, it is what it is. No, that's, so, that's yeah. such an important point. Yeah. And Chris always, like, he'll always make fun. But to a certain degree, he means it, but he always makes fun. He's like, this isn't, this, it's not a choose your own adventure Bible. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't just go. don't just pick out parts that are going to suit you. Right. Exactly. That's perfectly said. Yeah. There it is. You know. Right. We're not here to do that. On. I just want people to be honest. Right. And just be real with each other. I think that's those are the one of the things that that bugs me the most is when people just aren't real with each other. Yeah. Like if you don't have the answer to something, just say, you know what? I I don't know. Yeah, Let know. me find out. Right. Let me find out or figure, see if I can find somebody who does. Right. What's the shame in that? Right. There's no shame. No. Like, no one has all the answers. No. No. Or if in everyone's life, everyone's going through something, why oh. put on a, a facade? Like, my life is great and nothing is going wrong and everything is perfect. No, it's not. No. No, it's not. I wouldn't want to be that person. That's a lot of work. You would think so, huh? Yeah. Just constantly trying to put on that facade that everything's okay. And I, I think a lot of people do that for I whatever think, reason. Uh, uh, yeah. It's very sad. Uh, no. It's no. okay to have problems. Yeah. It's okay to have mental issues. It's okay to have addiction it, well it's, you know what i mean yeah like, it's, it's okay a, to admit that yes, you have an addiction right yeah and it's okay if it takes you years and years to get over mm-hmm. because and you stumble because you know what the person next to you let's say you're at church and you open up and the person next to you is like oh my gosh i'm going through something similar yeah there's something that you could help each other with mm-hmm I mean, you may be, you were sitting to each other, sitting next to each other for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, and I and I think that in the world we all have a lot more in common than than anything. You know, if we just if and this isn't a kumbaya moment, but you know, it's like just sit down and talk with someone. Yeah. I bet you you have more in common with that person than you think you do. Yeah. And you get to meet a new person and yeah, learn new things. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. I don't know why that was on my heart. Well, it was for something. Yeah, you're, but you're right. Just take the time to know someone. Yeah. They might really need it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You never know. And one time that might person may be you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Maybe you just need to hear that, that one piece of advice. That you never thought about before, or a word of encouragement, or you like, and it may be from someone you never even expected. Yeah. You just don't know. Uh-uh. I'll never, every time, I'll never forget. Every time we're at Disneyland, and you see, like, um, you know, people who, who aren't from the United States, and, like, from far away, wherever, Japan, or Germany, or wherever, and they're speaking their native language, what... But there's always the commonality of the kids. Yeah. The kids are tired and bitching, and the parents, no matter what language it is, you know what they're saying. Yeah. Would you calm down? <laughs> like, it's okay. Because you know what? Parents' frustration oh. translates <laughs> into, it's, it's universal. It's a universal Even though we may not speak the same language or understand each other. You just look and you nod. You, I, I know what you're feeling. Yeah. I got you. We we know it, buddy. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, my gosh. Oh. It happens almost every trip. We're like, oh. yep. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, that falling. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. And then you think, why did I do this? <laughs> why did I do this? I know. Funny. Oh. Something. I know. Okay, so that was chapter 20. Anything yes. else for chapter 20? No, that's all I had. Okay, so chapter 21. Um, pretty much discussed how the Israelites found wives for the remaining men from the tribe of Benjamin. And if you would please read verses 1 through 3. The Israelites had vowed at Mizpah, We will never give our daughters in marriage to a man from the tribe of Benjamin. Now the people went to Bethel and sat in the presence of God until evening, weeping loudly and bitterly. O Lord, God of Israel, they cried out, what has this hap- what why has this happened in Israel? No one now one of our tribes is missing from Israel. So, you know, there you can really see how it has affected them. Like now they they're seeing they're one big tribe, they're one big family, and there's strife. Yeah, there's trouble. Yeah. There is trouble. Um, did you have an, any notes for chapter 21? Um, I do. Okay. Um, the Israelites moved from one mess to another because of a rash vow made in the heat of emotion. Here they destroyed another town. The Israelites probably justified their action with the following arguments. An oath could not be broken, and they had vowed that anyone who did not help them fight from the tribe of Benjamin would be killed. Because all the women from Benjamin had been killed, the few remaining men 
needed wives to prevent the tribe from disappearing, to spare the unmarried women from Jebesh Gilead seemed the right solution. We do not know all the circumstances behind the brutal massacre, massacre at Jebesh Gilead, but it seems that the rest of Israel followed Benjamin's pattern. They put tribal loyalties above God's commands, and they justified wrong actions to correct past mistakes. And then I have, To be truly heroic, we must go into battle each day in the home, job, church, and society to make God's kingdom a reality. Our weapons are, in this, are the standards, morals, truths, and convictions we receive from God's word. We will lose the battle if we gather the spoils of earthly treasures rather than seeking the treasures of heaven. That is the truth. It is. It is. And it is, it's tempting. You know, you see things, material things, like, yeah, boy, it would be nice to have that car. Or it would be nice to have this or that. But yeah. no. No. Not at all. Uh, it it's really my son gave a sermon the other day and if I can say this quote he put he said sure. it's okay. Oh absolutely. Um I really thought it was so good, but it's gonna take me one second. Sure. Is there more spiritual nutrition than to know what your father has done for you? So is it more like spiritual you know, fed more spiritual than to know what God has done for you. Hmm. Like, just, if you just even focus on that, like, we will lose the battle if we gather spoils of earthly treasures rather than seeking treasures of heaven. And if we can just focus on the spiritual nutrition that our Father has done for us. So, he died on the cross for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, what more could we ask for? Yeah. You know? And he was separated from God for a time. I mean, honestly. Yeah. The most clean person, not one sin, had the most sin. Yeah. He took it all on. Every bit. Past, present, future, all of it. Every bit. And God couldn't be, we just learned, I just learned yeah. about this, like, to the depth of it. God couldn't be in the presence of that sin. So he was temporarily separated from Jesus. Can you imagine that? Like, no hope. No. For that time, black. Yeah. Uh, we will, I can't even imagine feeling that. Like, if we go to hell, we would feel that. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, we're of the, you know, we're going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine what, what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, just sometimes if you're ever feeling low or down, just sit and think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. The love he has for you. Someone's loved you that much, loves you that much. Yeah. We can't even grasp it. Yeah. And to, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you say, like, spiritual nutrition, does that mean, okay, I'm going to learn more. I'm going to get into the Bible more. I'm going to learn more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Just so everyone understands. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, what he's given us, 
what he has left us this book and what we know and as we know every word that is written here is his word because he gave the people the knowledge to write this uh-huh so um just the thankfulness the the gratitude and like you and i have learned we've learned it firsthand the more you get into this the more you want to learn and the more you understand yes yes and also as you and i have talked about anyone who thinks well i'm not going to say anyone i'm going to speak for myself sure i could not open a bible that didn't have notes oh, or yeah. if i didn't have a commentary or something and learn something yeah I, for for me i'm not that smart i i'm not smart enough to do that mm-hmm I got to have a note. I got to have a Bible study to learn something. No, I, I agree with you. And I think we talked about this last time. Okay. It is, it's, it's very difficult to, I mean, it's not impossible, but I mean, to just open up a, a, a regular Bible without commentary or notes and, and understand what's going on. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, that's I'm not knowledgeable enough. Yeah. I would have to have someone saying, "Look, this is what's happening." Yeah, I like the finer details. Oh, like, yeah. okay, Robin, this is what's going on here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to have some backstory here. Yeah, this is what the culture was like. This is the context. You know, it, it's taken in. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thank you. Because if it says father or little children, I'm thinking, oh, some little kids. Yes. And in reality, oh, well, really what that meant was they're they're young in their faith. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. That's a great example. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, how the heck would I have known that? Yeah. I'm just some, you know, I'm mm-hmm. an average Joe. Yeah. So, anyway, I just thought I, maybe someone needed to hear that. Like, they're thinking, I can't under, you know. No. Please, No. You are not alone in that boat. <laughs> you are not alone. No. Because there are so many, and, and I don't, I mean, shoot, I oh. could read the same, let's just say uh, Genesis. Oh. I could read through that five times and probably get something new each time and be yeah. like, why didn't I understand that before? Or if I read something like a note, oh, okay. Yeah. So please, yeah, take your time with it and... Even look online. Say your Bible doesn't have notes. You could look online. Yeah. And and you know find notes. Yeah. Uh, to give a better to get a better understanding of it. But it is worth it to get. Oh. Uh, and I'm not pushing to go buy stuff, but it really is worth it to get a Bible that has the notes in it. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of them do nowadays. I do too. Yeah. It's different, but yeah, they do. They do. A lot of them. I was trying to think when, okay, so back in the day, it was the King James Version. That's what I remember. That's all there was, wasn't there? I think so. Until when? The 70s, 80s? When did the boom of the different versions happen? Well, to be honest, well, let's see, Clayton Miller. I remember getting my first one in about 90. Okay. But I'm sure it happened before then. So it was somewhere in that yeah. time period where it's just like, okay, there's there's NIV, NLV. ESV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And the book, remember that? It's like a book. It's the Bible written like a story. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Some people really understood that better. I don't know. Yeah. 
So, God bless. Yeah. And now the King James Version just looks oh. so antiquated. Yeah, I couldn't even... I. Yeah. But my mother-in-law, she has a hard time with the new versions because that's what she grew up with. Yeah. She grew up with King James. Some people, yeah. I remember in our Bible study, she, she had yeah. King James. She did. Yeah. And I, whenever she would read, we were like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all That's all I had. Did you have anything else for chapter 21? No, that's it. Okay. Music. I think I'm this week. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've, I've done this song before. This is a song that after I heard it the first time, it's, it's, it just gets stuck in your brain. Okay. Like I just find myself. Okay. So it's, uh, I'm going to live so God can use me. Oh, by Bishop G E Patterson. And like always, I'll put the, the link on Facebook and, and in the, in the comments for the podcast. Love it. But it's one of those songs where it just kind of keeps going in your head. Ah. But it's really good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 info. Yes. Email. Basic Bible Study 19, the number 19, at gmail.com. Okay. Facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy. And then the website, mybasicbiblestudy.com. And all the links can be found on there. And also the links for... Um, where you can find the podcast because okay. it's kind of all over the place. All right. So there we go. Yeah. Next time, because we just finished up the book of Judges. Yes. We're going to do the entire book of Ruth. It's Ruth. only. <laughs> I love Ruth. So it's just chapters one through four. Ruth is a doll. I don't remember Ruth. I do. She's a little shiny light. Is she? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Her good girl. Oh, she's not like Delilah? No, her good girl. Okay. <laughs> her good girl. Okay. All right. Anything else? Just have a blessed week. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we will catch you next time. We sure on the flippity flop. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>